breaking news. I know this is a point of interest for a lot of people who are unhappy with the result of the Mueller report. How long was they were the dang thing? The president was a Russian agent. <laughs> yeah, in a weird sort of way, I guess. I I, I get that. I mean, you should yeah. you shouldn't be hoping the president. You know, we had a situation where one of our enemies got somebody elected. That's not good. But people all the time on both sides root for the economy to fail so they can get their guy in. Right. Which I don't ever root for the economy to fail. Mm-mm. I never have. I don't care who's president. Mm-mm. I want the economy to be great <laughs> for the rest of my life. Listen to you, greedy. But um, putting money before principle or something. But anyway, people who are unhappy with the way the Mueller report came out, a lot of people have been asking how long was the dang thing. There, there was no release of that information because the claim being, what was it, was it? Here, I got some numbers I'll hit you with before I get to this. Before before the payoff. This is a build-up. This is what we do in the biz, right? Then I'll hit you with the numbers behind the numbers. Ooh, even more numbers. I'm worried about that. So you had uh, 2,800 subpoenas issued, 500 search warrants, 500 witnesses interviewed, 40 FBI agents involved, analysts and staff, 19 lawyers involved. And so people were asking, so how long was this damn report? If it was 3,000 pages long or hundreds of pages long, how in the heck did you read that thing in one day and make a determination? Right. I smell a cover-up. Right? So how long was it? Well, it just came out. New York Times reporting it's 300 pages. A little more. Something like that, yeah. So what does that mean, then? Does that mean you could reasonably uh, read it? Now, he had it for a while. Is that what I understand? Or he was told weeks before... That there would be no indictments. Yeah, the Attorney General was told weeks before we all learned it that there'd be no indictments, which is probably how that news leaked out, and then all of a sudden you had Donald Trump Jr. and Nancy Pelosi all changing the tunes. Right. Nancy was saying, I don't believe impeachment's a good idea, and I'm really mostly interested in health care. And Donald Trump Jr. saying, I think we should release the whole thing. Sure. Right. So obviously that news had leaked out. The New York Times is so full of bull these days. Well, they've made a business decision. They want to be part of the resistance. But the still secret report on Russian interference, I'm quoting now, uh, blah, 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 Mueller, last week was more than 300 pages long, according to American officials, a length that raises new questions about General Attorney General William Barr's four-page summary. My questions would be, how big was the font? What were the margins? I know that trick. Single or double space? I've, I've done it. You want a 15-page paper out of me? I got about three pages of information. Sean, you got to go with the space and a half. Because people look at it and they think, there's something not right about this. Your teacher this. is not going to pick up on one and a half. Yeah, right. they, exactly. know, they know double space, but uh, that's yeah. clearly less you than double space. You bring in the margins a little bit. So they're trying to hint that there's something on a, 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 a ominous rather and suspicious about a four-page summary of a 300-page. And if you were around Friday... You may remember that people were screeching feverishly that they demanded an immediate summary. What does it say? What does it say? So like an umpire emerging from the hood that slows down baseball way too much, Barr came up and he said, safe. Then he said, we'll get the rest of it to you. But not fast enough, as I heard a congressperson say this morning. If there is... Any chance that this actually cleared Trump, you can be guaranteed they would have released the whole thing immediately. Yes, they're saying that over and over again. That is a laughably ridiculous assertion. They're not going to release the classified information. They're not going to release the grand jury testimony, which is protected by federal law. 
They're not going to to reveal damaging information about people who turned out to be innocent. And since it's taken two years, what the hell difference does it make if it's a couple more weeks before we get the, the version out without the, the secret stuff in it? I mean, it's, it's a be- couple of weeks. Because, and this is, I'm absolutely certain of this answer, take it to the bank, as they used to say. If you can pretend... Can you Venmo to, to me? What now? If you can pretend that there's some insidious conspiracy keeping the truth from us, that'll keep your base whipped up and they'll keep donating money, and you hope if you can keep them whipped up, they'll show up in 2020. That's what, it. What the is, report will come out. Plenty what, of it. What is Greenwald's first name, the I, guy? And, uh, one more thing. I know you're all desperate for oppo research on the president, paid for by taxpayers, and you'll get it. There'll be some stuff in there that's uncomfortable. I'm not sure how many votes it'll move. Will but it be humorous? It's obviously, it's obvious what you're doing. Humorous? I don't know. I'll bet there's some humorous stuff in there. Eh, it could be. That'd be my expectation. Could be. What's Greenwald's first name? Glenn. Glenn Greenwald. He uh, He's the one that got the uh, Edward Snowden stuff out there. Mm-hmm. That's where we all first learned about Way it. Way too much stuff. He went overboard. I, I called him bad things. He hates Trump. Yep. A lot. He also hates CNN and MSNBC. And he's been making the rounds. Him. He's been making the rounds talking about this, which we really should pay more attention to. That you had a former CIA director and a former director of national intelligence in Brennan and Clapper going on these channels and saying it's crap for years. Quoting Greenwald now, not only did MSNBC and CNN use those people as their sources, they then hired them as their news analysts, actually paid analysts. So if you turned on CNN and MSNBC, it was basically state TV. It was like CIA TV. Mm. You're paying CIA analysts to say these things that aren't true. And it was just three weeks ago when John Brennan was on MSNBC and he said he believes Robert Mueller is going to indict members of the Trump family either before or after March 15th, because he's too noble to use the Ides of March. Say Julius Caesar, Caesar reference. Fans you know, of Shakespeare. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and plus, just a couple of weeks ago, he said that. Plus, it's a great example of what we were talking about the other day, going over the Matt Taibbi uh, pantsing of the American media. It's a beautiful example of what they call stovepiping. So Brennan would tell CBS producers, hey, I got a guy who tells me, I'm not CBS, CNN. He would tell uh, the producers, um, I got a source who tells me they're going to indict Trump for uh, the, uh, the the Trump Tower meeting. Um, and who knows, maybe he has sources and maybe he just made it up. Um, so listen, go with that headline, then ask me about it on the air. And then, so they present the story to him as if it came from, you know, highly placed authorities. And he says, that absolutely has the ring of truth to me. That squares with what I've heard as well. Also, how about the fact you were the head of the CIA? You can't have bad sources. He now says I must have had bad sources. Right. You can't have bad sources. You ran the CIA. You know more about figuring out what's a good source than anybody in the world. <laughs> you can't just run with whatever crap you hear. That's what you've done your whole life. Figure out if this information's real or not. That's your thing. Right. 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 It's not like some assistant manager from a grocery store was all of a sudden in charge of getting to the truth of this. The guy ran the CEA, CIA. Um, so do you reckon, you know, a lot of people get out of government work and decide to cash in. Uh, virtually everybody, as a matter of fact. Now, is Brennan just smart enough to know that CNN wanted anything that was condemning of Trump? 
and nothing exculpatory? Or did they just tell him, look, we need you to get on the air and claim you have triple secret sources from when you were in the CIA that say Trump's going down. That would really be helpful to us. We're the the number 10 uh, cable network in America. I can't believe we're as high as that. uh, And we really need to beef up our numbers, John. Were they that blatant about it? So here's what I wonder about the whole thing. I read last night, and you if you don't know these names, good for you. That means you don't watch much cable news, and I, I applaud that. But this uh, Nicole Wallace, who used to work in the Bush administration, is now a Trump hater on MSNBC. It came out in the New York Post yesterday that she is uh, having an affair with this guy on MSNBC, who's also a Trump hater, and in part of the whole resistance. Thing. Oh. She's married to a guy that was in the Bush administration. Oh, my. But she's she's sleeping with this dude who's part of the, So I just wonder if it just feels so good. You're in Manhattan. You're all talking about the same stuff. You're all making money off of it. You're all going out to the nicest restaurants, and everybody's treating you like God because you're part of taking down Trump. Yeah. You get the best table. You get tickets to the best shows. Right. Everybody says, you go get them. I mean, it would just feel so good. Right. I wonder if you just get caught up in it, and it's just fun. It's just fun. You're all sleeping with each other. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're leaving. It's it's. I just, just, I just wonder if it's that. Feels so good. It's just the title of a fabulous 1970s Chuck Mangione hit. I don't know if Michael can come up with <laughs> oh it that my quickly. God. I want a perfect end of the segment that would but be. But that's huh? got to be part of it. It just feels good. Be on, on what feels like, especially in the Manhattan media bubble, right. the right side of everything. Everybody's applauding you and cheering you at every turn. You know, if you ever raised your hand and you said... Boy, I don't know, that New York Times story, it, it seems like it's all anonymous sources. I don't know. Should You're never going to raise oh, your hand please. and say, should I go with that? And your boss is giving you attaboys every single day And you're work. sleeping with that guy who also agrees with you. And he looks so handsome, even <laughs> in HD. Your husband's at home saying, I don't know, the Trump doesn't, I'm not sure. I think it's doesn't. important we oh, wait for the report up. to come out. That's it. Out <laughs> with the old, in with the new. That's what I say. Huh? Right, so I'm just wondering, yes. This was a hit song when I was a kid. It probably explains a lot of my personality. No, it's a, a groovy little tune. Fabulous melody. There you go. Sing along if you know the words. This is what passed for hit music. Stop it. What do you mean, stop it? You can't play the flugelhorn like this. You're just jealous. This was the biggest hit in the country. The hard rocking 70s. <laughs> Did Carter bring us this? Yeah. Was this during our malaise period? Directly. Directly responsible. How is this a hit song? This is where they really kick it in. This gets into like drugville to me. This is a little too hot. But it's too heavy. Heavy metal they talk about. Exactly. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Our party 
ought to be focusing on the conditions that made this presidency possible in the first place. I think a figure like this should not come within cheating distance of the Oval Office. And so if, if we're pinning all of our hopes on these procedural matters and not paying attention to the reasons why a lot of people went and vote, voted for somebody they disliked, then we're kind of missing the point. Uh, there, it may well be the case that uh, the only appropriate response uh, is impeachment, but to me, the most decisive way to put an end to Trumpism is for it to be defeated massively at the ballot box. That's Peter Buttigieg. 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 You're racist against whatever he is. Um, he uh, makes more sense than any of the Indianans. candidates. <laughs> yes, he does. He makes more sense than any of the candidates running on the left. And if I'm a Democrat, that's the guy. That's the guy. I mean, that whole idea... he makes Trumpism sound like a congenital condition or something. You know, you got to get treatment for Trumpism. Well, yeah, you got to. You know, I recognize the game he's in. Sure. Um, defeating Donald Trump. Yeah. But. But but talking about this is the day. This was on Monday. This is the day after the Mueller report comes out, and all this, all the candidates are being asked about this sort of stuff. And he says, "How about we spend more time on thinking about why Trump got elected? Right? What we have to do to serve those people? Right? Good point. I distracted Absolutely. from it. I'm an idiot. Uh, this a piece by Tiana Lowe in the Washington Examiner, I think, is quite skillfully written. We need to uh, get in touch with her. I, I don't know if she can, you know, do her thing on the radio, but she sure can write. One of them is a Rhodes Scholar and a former Navy lieutenant who served in Afghanistan, graduated magnum cum laude from Harvard. I'm so sick of Harvard, but I'll go on. Speaks eight languages and references Faulkner offhand with as much ease as he does Eminem. The other is an unemployed trust fund baby whose billionaire father-in-law bankrolled his onion-thin congressional career, culminating in a public midlife crisis. Yet somehow the media can't stop likening the likable and experienced South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg to the aggressively mediocre Beto O'Rourke in the same breath. Sure, on paper, they're both long-shot candidates for the presidency, but the former possesses actual charisma, qualifications, and momentum, whereas the latter's credentials are as lacquered as the glossy magazine covers the press insists on gifting him. <clears throat> I would say that's uh, that's pretty true. And then she goes on to, to deflate Beto even further. I think he will do a fine job deflating himself, but one of the parts of the, the article I enjoy the most is she hits some of the highlights of uh, Beto, of the, the fawning coverage, Beto Vanity Fair says, has a preternatural ease, an aura, a gift. The magazine asks whether he's the left's Obama-like answer to Trump in 2020. The New York Times dresses up his non-existence policy chops as, quote, appearing less concerned with political ideology than the, oh, the page reset. This is why I print stuff. It was, I don't know if it was on purpose or just bad luck for Beto. Here, let but, me finish the sentence. Okay. He appears less concerned with political ideology than the pursuit of authentic experiences and a sense of community. Ah, uh, am I in like a uh, an alternative gift store here with lots of crystals and, 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 and incense and, and cards asking you, a, wishing you a good chakra? He appears less concerned with political ideology than the pursuit of authentic experiences. Are we in a drum circle or running for president? That's what I'm trying to communicate here, Jack. Well summarized. I think it was just, I don't know if it was just bad luck or whatever, but right when Beto comes out and he gets the knock from the left of not having any answers on any of the questions, Mm -hmm. it felt like it was days later that Buttigieg came out and I was watching him get interviewed and he had really reasonable thoughts. I mean, like a guy who thought about it, and not, um, what's the word? I mean, uh, uh, phrases that were designed just to, like, 
you know, virtual signaling. He did. He, there, there wasn't that in all of his conversations. Mm-hmm. Like a phrase that was just designed to show I'm on this side of this and this side of that. He just he just had thoughts and discussed them. Discussed them with right. Chris Wallace on Fox. And I just I just thought he was way more impressive than Beto has been by far. Doesn't speak in bumper stickers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know if that works in politics anymore, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We we shall. Um. He doesn't rave about Trump, but he does propose actual policy. He's openly gay, yet wants to make peace with Chick-fil-A. It'd be interesting if not raging against Trump turns out to be the best strategy. Because everybody else seems to think raging against Trump is a good strategy. The more you punch him, the stronger he gets. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he's pretty good at counterpunching. The idea of a a mayor of a smallish university town... Well, South Bend's not a small town. It's a medium-sized city, I guess. Um... Being ready for the big seat, I, I, I don't know, but he's not automatically not ready for you it either. Do way more it's a question exact- of intelligence and temperament and ability to manage people and take in information and distill it into decision points. I mean, you've done way more executive stuff than a U.S. senator or a Congress dope. Please, you've had to balance a budget. You've had to deal with you know serious issues that don't have an obvious solution. You know. It's, it's not easy work running a city. Buttigieg is the only person in double digits other than Biden and Sanders in Iowa right And now. Biden's toast. <laughs> Trust me. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, just a Smollett's lawyer pointing back at the Nigerian brothers in that alleged attack on the actor. Got more bad news for Roundup. One of the world's most popular pesticides, don't you know? And brace yourselves for new Olympic sports. Coming up. Yeah, I want to talk about that Roundup ruling. I don't know how this works in our country now or who we all should sue. Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. to say about several of these stories, so let's get to it with Marsha Phillips. All right, the FBI is moving in now to review the Jesse Smollett case after Cook County authorities dismissed all 16 counts related to lying to police after Smollett performed a few hours of service at Jesse Jackson's Push Charities. And service then, to whom? And then forfeited his $10,000 bond. Now, at this point, Jesse's lawyer... Tina Gladian has been weighing in. She says it's very, very possible the Nigerian brothers did attack Smollett disguised in white face. What? Obviously, you can disguise that. You could put makeup on. There is actually, interestingly enough, a video. You know, I think police did minimal investigation in this case. It was. It took me all of five minutes to Google. You know, I was looking up the brothers, and one of the first videos that showed up actually was one of the brothers in white face doing a Joker monologue with white makeup on. And so it's not. It's not implausible. Wow. Hey, she called out the cops for doing a bad job of investigating. Ooh. Hey, Eddie Johnson, superintendent of police <laughs> in Chicago. You did a minimal investigation. You could have uncovered important stuff in five minutes if you'd tried. Oh, boy, that'll sit well. There is a Trump rally set for today in Michigan, and the president is up early tweeting about it. It's oh. going to be his first rally since the Mueller report was oh. sent to the attorney this general. This could be epic. Could be epic in who knows what way. But he's going to have the media there in the back of the room, as he always does, Uh and he yells at them. 
Oh, and he's going to call him out by name. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, President making it very, very plain. He is ready to do battle. <laughs> well, the company that owns agribusiness giant Monsanto says it's going to be appealing a jury award of $80 million for a California man who claims that Roundup Weed Killer caused his cancer. Bayer acquired Monsanto last year and says it's disappointed in the verdict. It was returned Wednesday, but the company says it doesn't change the weight of studies and regulators worldwide who say its herbicides are safe. So here, here, here's why I'm, well, I have many reasons to be interested in this story as an American or a, a guy who had cancer. So I had the same cancer he had. Right. There are some studies that claim that Roundup, which is the most popular weed killer in the world. Very effective as well. Everybody uses Roundup, you know, if you've got a yard. Now, I, this guy lived on 50 acres. I did live on 40 acres and now 20 acres and used Roundup a lot and got the same dread disease. I actually got a stage worse than him. I'm not exactly sure what, you know, process you go through to sue to get $80 million. 1,900 people have have attempted to sue over this. Hmm. He and another person have gotten ungodly rich out of it. Yep. I'm not interested in the money part of it, although it is kind of interesting. Yeah. The same thing happened to me. This guy got $80 million. Did you keep your receipts? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was mostly interested in the science because did Roundup cause my cancer? Right. And, and, and I was looking at the science of it, and it's completely inconclusive. Wow. I mean, there's serious science saying, no, absolutely not. And then there's science that can be picked apart that says, yeah, it's the lymphoma, uh, Roundup causes lymphoma. How do we figure this out as a society? When you put it in front of a jury, all you got to do is get, you know, a bunch of numbskulls who don't know anything about science like me right. convinced that, yeah, probably did. And he probably deserves, I don't know, how about $80 million? I mean, how do you come up with that number? Yeah. I don't have any idea. And it makes life much more expensive and much less fun for the rest of us. Right. You know, if it's true, obviously something needs to be done about it. But well, it's still on the shelves. Again, getting you twelve gonna... laymen to say, yeah, probably so. I, I don't. I don't get it. Though. Right. I don't get it from the standpoint that I could pick up a jug of Roundup on the way home today and drink it, <laughs> and so can everybody else. Right. Yet you're doling out eighty million dollar right. verdict. Right. Based on on some of the science. The, who approves this? FDA, whoever approves it. Right. Not a food. Whatever. One of the, whoever approves it, approved it in the United mm. States, right. says, no, we don't believe it causes cancer. And yet we're handing out tens of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. my God. Eighty million dollars. Yeah. That's insane money. And I thought, you know, I, that, I don't, I don't want money that way. Right. But if I die I'd from, take it. if I <clears throat> die from this. Yeah. I I was told by my doctor I had a 50% chance of living 10 years. He told me that three and a half years ago. A 50-50 chance of living the next 10 years. Yeah. My family could use some money if I'm going to be dead in a couple of years. Sure. Did Was it caused by Roundup? I don't have any right. idea. How about your co-host? I got problems. <laughs> I got bills. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how, I don't know how. Should, should, should I and everybody else who's ever gotten cancer use, use Roundup, which would be a lot of people. That would right. be millions yeah. and millions and millions of people. Well, Do used, we all deserve $80 million? Well, I've used a tremendous amount of Roundup. Uh, what's to keep me from claiming that I'm up all night? I can't sleep anymore because I fear cancer. That ought to be good for at least two, three mil, right? I don't need $80 million. How about just in case I do die in the next couple of years, you give me a couple million dollars. And then my family will be all right. Settle out of court. Exactly. $80 million. I, I, that just seems like a weird On system. highly uncertain yeah, science. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. the government doesn't agree with. Doesn't mean the government's right. No, nope. But, I don't know. It's still on the shelves. 
You know, the other thing, too, your jury pool, I bet a lot of people in the jury pool have used Roundup, or oh, maybe sure. they have relatives who have cancer and used Roundup. How does and it they not go, get pulled off the shelf? Isn't the next person, me or whoever, right. who gets lymphoma going to sue for gazillions of dollars? Because there's no compelling evidence that it should be. They right. might stop manufacturing it if it becomes too expensive. And how does this not apply to a whole bunch of other things that there's some science says causes cancer? Well, it does. you got attorneys out there beating the bushes trying to find a case. Huh. Get ready for the world of sport to change. It turns out breakdancing may be coming to the Olympics. Oh, the boy. International Olympic Committee Executive Board Is it 1988? Just asking. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry, my watch has stopped, apparently. <laughs> they voted to recommend breakdancing, skateboarding, sports climbing, and surfing to the 2024 Summer Games in Paris. I know. Lots of people mock this sort of thing. Look, my kids skateboards. I'm at the skateboard park. That is every bit the athletic endeavor uh-huh. of, as playing basketball. Do it in ancient Greece, Jack. There's no, no leaping about with a ribbon. That's what I say. <laughs> or pistol shooting. Right. I'm not for getting pistol shooting out, I guess, but you, how, well, do, you, how do you say those? pistols in ancient Greece, as you know. How do you, how do you tell rifles. a skateboarder who can do a 360 in the air and not kill themselves right. that that's not athletic? How about break dancing, yo? <laughs> The IOC hoping to attract younger viewers. Breakdancing's new. The other three, though, were previously approved for next summer's Olympics in Tokyo. And if you want viewership, the chance of my kids watching the Olympics goes up a thousand times if you have skateboarding over, I don't know, pick some sport they have no interest in. What was that series of young, plucky people breakdancing movies? Was that the Electric Boogaloo movie? Well, no, that was the that was it's breaking is the series, breaking Breaking to Electric Boogaloo was the sequel. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Thank you, Sean. They had the film archivist. The community center was going to get shut down. They had to raise money somehow. (laughs) I say we breakdance. Yeah. All right, that's the wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. What a great plot for a breakdancing movie. Excuse me while I spin around on my head. Guys, I have some bad news. They're going to shut down the community center. What? How can they do that? How can they do that? Where are we going to go? we got to raise money and save the community center. What will we do? I got an idea. What? (laughs) All of a sudden, they're wearing parachute pants and breakdancing. Spinning around on their heads. (laughs) Doing that thing where they're on their hands and their legs are up in the air. Uh, Oh, please. My son tries to do that all the time. It's hard. He's really into that, trying to break dancing. So, maybe that should be an Olympic sport. (laughs) I mean, how how different from the floor exercises in the gymnastics? It's not. I just want to see that little gal from UCLA do her things more. Man, she's amazing. Like she's a different breed of animal. Yeah, I mean, she, just, she does things humans shouldn't be able to do. Yeah, but it hurts my grundle when I watch her do that one oh, move. Oh, boy. Looks like that would hurt. You're Hi, Ice. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. (laughs) 
week long. Advertising for Greta Van Fleet. I don't get any money from them. Hey, you got this shit. That's good. Buy merch, not exactly. music. That's exactly. the new thing. That is, my, that is my new thing. I've gone to... Oh, boy. So... I found out that artists make n- are almost no, you might as well say no money sure, yeah. from, from streaming. <clears throat> and so I've got all these artists that I've gotten into um, since streaming became a thing. I've listened to like all their albums over and over again and I, and I haven't paid a cent for them. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. No, I, I agree. I, I want people to keep making good music. So I went to a number of bands' websites recently to think I'm going to buy T-shirts or whatever I can do to help out one of my favorite bands. Their uh, T-shirt was the band of the resistance. Oh no! I thought I can't. I just can't. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I really like your music, but I can't wear a resistance T-shirt. You're desperate for money. Uh, so a guy who used Roundup, like practically anybody who owns a yard has used to kill uh, weeds, uh, got lymphoma and sued and got eighty million dollars. And the science is—I don't know if it's right or not. Anyways, we got this text. By the way. Like, retweets don't endorse the tweet. Reading a text doesn't mean I know this to be true, but we got this text. The same thing happened with mold. The same mold that's been around for millions of years all of a sudden became toxic mold because a jury decided and gave out a couple of giant awards. To this day, there's not a single link between mold and anything other than typical allergy-type symptoms that you would associate with any plant sensitivity. Wow. We had a mold thing in in our old house, and we had to go, like, full-on hazmat you know, like a Martian had laid an egg surrounding it by fans and filters and plastic sheeting and brought in people in spacesuits to deal with it during that, that kind of craze. It's still true. It's real still estate. a craze, yeah. yeah. It's still a craze, and I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I might. The uh, But I do remember some giant awards, and so then, yeah, then you got to take it seriously. It doesn't matter whether the science is real. Right. Living under a park bench. Penniless, saying, you know, the science is really uncertain on this. Yeah, right, you know. Yeah, you got to adapt to the changing world. I would like to see a world where Adam Schiff show was not in charge of anything. But that's, you know, that's just my point of view. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff is aggressively pushing back in, on calls for him to step down from his uh, committee chairmanship. President Trump, other Republicans saying that he's a, he's a phony and a liar and a, a grandstander and an impugner of the poor, innocent president. And, and Schiff had this to say. Now, I have always said that the question of whether this amounts to proof of conspiracy was another matter. Whether the special counsel could prove beyond a reasonable doubt the proof of that crime would be up to the special counsel, and I would accept his decision, and I do. He's a good and honorable man, and he is a good prosecutor. But I do not think that conduct, criminal or not, is okay. And the day we do think that's okay is the day we will look back and say that is the day America lost its way. Now, he doesn't so specify what sort of conduct he's talking about. I assume the Trump Tower meeting and I stuff know, like that. I but that's interesting. Or? So criminal or not, that's not okay. So right. you're going to push it as an impeachable offense? I mean, so what's the penalty going to be? Or just in the election? Or is he talking about the obstruction stuff? He's talking about oppo research. Oppo. Oh. I don't know well, what he's Or maybe about. he's talking about obstruction. Yeah, I don't know, which is really kind but of complicated. But obstruction would be criminal. So criminal or not, I don't know what's the not part. Just being a bad president, I guess. Uh, Representative Mike Conaway of Texas blasted back. The findings of the special counsel conclusively refute your past and present assertions and have exposed you as having abused your position to knowingly promote false information, having damaged the integrity of this committee and undermined the faith in the United States government and its institutions. 
Your actions, both past and present, are incompatible with your duty as chairman of this committee, which alone in the House of Representatives has the obligation and authority to provide effective oversight of the U.S. intelligence community. Yeah, what as he such, said. we have Sorry. no faith in your ability to discharge your duties in a manner consistent with your constitutional responsibility and urge your immediate resignation as chairman of the committee. You know, if you don't like Republicans and you want to bring up old Devin Nunes and say he was also a leaking, grandstanding partisan uh-huh. type, all right, fair enough. Okay, we have uh, a little more on what Schiff was talking about. Just real quickly, but I will tell you this. It is It was universally agreed for many, many moons that if you're on a sensitive committee like intelligence or whatever, you don't leak and grandstand. You shut the door, you speak in hushed tones, you do the nation's business, and you do not engage in these cheap CNN-level shenanigans. And you don't talk about it at all until you've come to a conclusion. Right, right. My colleagues may think it's okay that the president's son was offered dirt as part of an effort to help Trump. You might think it's okay. I don't. But so what are you going to... Well, Hillary Clinton paid to get dirt. Okay, but from old Richard Steele, you don't seem outraged by that. It happens all the time. Even if you agree with him, how are you going to pursue it? I mean, what are you pursuing it as? We just don't think this is cool, so... What? So we're vote gonna, against them. We're going to fine you $100? I mean, I don't even understand. What it would. <laughs> Could it take away your parking space at the White House? I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's evolved from impeach to, um, to well, it started, oppo research. Before impeach, it was just take him out of office with the 25th Amendment or whatever. Right. <laughs> right, a yeah. Coup. Yeah, a coup and then impeachment. Now it's essentially oppo research. Um, listen, we demand, we have a right to see the, the uh, Mueller report because Barr is, an, uh, is a cheater and a partisan. And hell, is all, uh, as far as we know, old man Mueller says he ought to be indicted. See, but even, Barr lied. Even Joe Scarborough had, held up a newspaper the other day on MSNBC in the morning that had the headline, Dewey defeats Truman. Trump cleared of collusion. And Scarborough said, no matter what happens... No matter what other investigation going, this is what most Americans are going to take from this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just true. So Adam Schiff, I, I, if he's just playing to the base, you don't need to motivate the base. They're already motivated. People are just going to say, okay, here you go again with another load of this. Because most people are just taking away, there's no Russian collusion. You told me there's collusion, there's not collusion. Right. That's what most people are going to go with, just your average person. Well, Adam Schiff show is uh, been the boy who cried wolf over and over and over and over and over again, and he has two choices at this point. He can either say, all right, I didn't see any wolves, which would be ruinous for him, or he can puff out his meager chest, <laughs> his thin chest. Wow. And, uh, wow. And, uh, you know, out there. Calling him a wuss, basically. I'm calling a foul on myself. That was out of bounds, <laughs> out of foul ball <laughs> since it's opening day. It's very golfer of you to call a penalty on yourself. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I disturbed that leaf. <laughs> Golf, please. Anyway, um, so he has the choice of either humiliating himself and, and admitting that he was just a, a clown for the last couple of years. Or he can say, listen, this does not detract in the least from the importance of this blah, 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 blah. The evidence of collusion is in plain sight, I heard him say a thousand times. Oh, yeah, I have seen evidence which I cannot disclose, which makes it clear. I mean, so no, he's going to double down. That's what politicians do. So he keeps talking about how Robert Mueller, we owe him a debt of gratitude for, for the great job he did. But then he attacks everything that he did. Right. In saying that they really should have interviewed the president, not relied on lawyer written statements. There are a number of people that they didn't interview. So, so he's basically saying Mueller did a bad job. 
He said Congress and the American people are going to determine whether or not Eric Donald Trump Jr., etc. lied. Mm. So mm. he's basically just saying the Mueller report is flawed and not thorough, right. and it's up to me now right. to do this the correct way. Yeah, they had an unlimited budget. They had 40 FBI agents and professionals. They had the 500 witnesses. They had uh, 500 subpoenas, was it? Something like that? And all that, but we, with our very limited staff and time and budget, are going to do a better job, he says. But, you know, it's politics. Yeah, sure. I just I just think it's not good politics. Even if I'm on his side, I think Nancy's right and he's wrong. Yes. Nancy Pelosi's absolutely right. No, most people are going to take away from this. That was a bad idea. I have pivoted, pivoted to health care. We're all pivoting to health care. We're talking about this now. Every poll shows it's the number one issue in America. Right. During the Russia investigation, now since you're wrong, is she? I don't know. She just must not be able to control him or whatever. Yeah, he's well, right. He's saving his own skin. Yeah, she's right though. Yes, she is clearly. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's astounding coming from me, Nancy. But you are absolutely right. Um, strategically. So where the healthcare thing goes will be really interesting. As uh, the president has laid down his marker. Didn't he state from yesterday casinos? that from here on out, Republicans own health care? Republicans will be the party of health care. Oh, right. The Republicans yep. will be the party of health care. Good luck with that. Do you want to be the party of health care? Or do you want to be the party that complains about how health care sucks? It's easier to stand outside and point fingers than it is to actually manage the thing. And if you're talking about health care, the great savior that was Obamacare, it's crumbling. But it polls pretty well. Right, right. But that, my, my point is that that's the best anybody's done in terms of giant government health care programs, and it's disastrous. So, man, you're, we're walking into a minefield. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.